As the transaction experts, Behaviorly brings decades of global experience and category expertise in consumer marketing insights. They use a unique behavioral framework, cutting-edge AI technology, and a digital-first approach to help brands achieve the most valuable moment in marketing. Listen to their award-winning podcast, Our Best Behavior, where they discuss how to achieve the biggest impact in marketing after a purchase is made. You can find them at behaviorally.com. That's www.behaviorally.com. Hello and welcome to Ponderings from the Perch, the Little Bird Marketing Company podcast. I'm Priscilla McKinney the mama bird and host of this show. And it's my show and I can do whatever I want. So if I want to have my friends on, that's what I'm going to do. So welcome to the show, Tony D'Amato. It's so nice to have you. It's great to be here, Michelle. Good to see you, my friend. Why after so many years has it taken? (laughs) This is almost Uh, ridiculous how long it has taken us for to get you on my show. So I'm so glad to have you. And we're going to have such a dynamic conversation today. Everybody just hold on to your seat because we're going to talk really a lot about business, what is going on, what people need to do to move forward. It's just a lot of challenges everybody is facing. So I have known Tony for many, many years. I love this. Like, total connection here. We served on the board for Enlace, a non-governmental organization doing work in impoverished communities around the world. We did that for nearly two decades together. And I love seeing you in El Salvador. I love seeing you in California. I love seeing you anywhere, really. So, (laughs) But we also have in common the consulting work, the marketing expertise. And so we're going to talk a little bit today about what we have in common and then also where we diverge, because I really count on you from some expertise where I hit my limits. I want to impart some of that stuff to my listeners. So tell us really quickly about your experience, which is really wild with the premium performance and appearance brand Meguiar's and how you were there through that buyout to 3M and kind of what your experience, like what your expertise became through that career journey. Sure. Well, been a ride to say the least. Over 20 years of experience with the brand of Meguiar's that, again, as you mentioned, was bought out by 3M. But really, as an appearance category leader, we've really kind of found a unique way to connect with our consumers from live activations, from customer care, from our customer experience, and all the way through the gamut. And I've had the opportunity to lead teams that really focus on that customer experience. So from live activations, our influencer, our social and digital presence, really anything integrated marketing, I've had the opportunity to help lead those activation. It's been an incredible learning experience as you really start to understand and value your customer and the experience that they have with your brand. We always talk about marketing can sell a product once, but if the product doesn't work, they're not going to buy it again. But then also the experience that they have with that brand, especially when it comes to a product like Meguiar's or any type of appearance care where it's kind of technical, right? And so we're there to help them really understand what that product does, how to use it correctly, and find the right solution for their issue. So it's been an incredible ride. I think my favorite stories are the ones that I've had with our customers who love our brand. Well, you say the customer stories, and to be perfectly honest, there was a good 15 years where I couldn't reach Tony D'Amato unless he was about (laughs) ready to take off or land on a plane because of the massive team you were leading and the number of activations that were going on across the U.S., 
at yeah. all of these smaller venues where real aficionados would be showing up and wanting to show your whole team their baby <laughs> and how they waxed <laughs> it. <laughs> and so really that customer love, that connection. And I do think you and I have always had in common that real appreciation for how close can a brand get to its consumer so that it can make the right next move. So talk to me a little bit about that in terms of that experience of activating. Sometimes in a year, it was what, four or 500 different uh. events. So yeah, we activated in a variety of different ways, but really, again, that kind of idea of connecting with our consumer, the purchaser of our product in a face-to-face -face relationship. And we've been doing it for 50 years. I would talk about the story of, of Barry McGuire, one of the founders of the company, starting with a little coffee table or a little card table and talking to consumers one at a time and going and, and talking to them about an issue and seeing their car and really caring about the person. And you know, the hobby is an interesting hobby, the industry as a whole, because it is a passion enthusiast market. It's not something that we all have to do. It's something that we love to do. You don't have to wash your car. You do it because you love it and you care about your car. But yeah, activation wise, I mean, at our peak, we were activating, physically activating at over 100 events a year and supporting another 2,500 events a year through sponsorship and product sponsorship and really just all these different avenues to connect with those consumers and making sure that they felt supported and that our brand was top of mind for them. So it's been an honor. I talk a lot about to my team, what an honor it is that we get to be the face of the company and the brand. And most brands, a lot of brands just don't understand the value because it's an investment, right? But the value that brings of really caring about your consumer so deeply that you'll spend time and resource to meet with them face to face. Yeah. And that has to come from the top. So your experience in that group, you have done tons of marketing activation, but behind marketing activation, both of us know is a lot of planning. There are structures that absolutely need to be in place. I think about the number of influencers your team was managing that alone like makes me break out in hives. So <laughs> I'll leave that alone. But you also understood going through a major buyout like that from the family owned company of McGuire's into the 3M family, you understand the structures and the process for a buyout and for that sure. kind of a merger and acquisition. 3M was doing that all the time as well. The team building, the organizational structure, but also I've heard over the years, some of the work that you've done helping other brands that are family brands with secession planning. So that's right. interesting that you've been there, done that. So let's talk specifically about where you and I connect right now is that with you being full-time consulting, and I'll put it in the show notes, everybody can take a look at it, Demato Management, if you're interested. But I think my audience is interested in hearing about what you are seeing out in the market, because a lot of people are facing some very difficult challenges. You were very ahead of the game with the resources you had at 3M with digital transformation and being able to take the time to build the proper mm. structures. So you and I joke yeah. around a lot that <laughs> we are, I don't know why we're surprised anymore. We should stop being surprised, <laughs> but we'll get called in. And I came to you just a while back because of your heavy CPG experience. And that's where I hit my limit. I'm like, no, this work is better suited for Tony. Let's take it over there. And we kind of get surprised about, okay, here's a $20 million company with no CRM. Right. <laughs> and we're like, so let's talk for a minute about some of these surprises that you and I see, because I think what we have experienced a lot 
is this downside of success. Mm -hmm. These companies come to us and they have had tremendous success, but it has come even when they have not paid the piper on some critical issue. And so they come to a critical point when they cannot go further. The thing that brought them success up to now is actually the thing is probably hurting them now. Yeah. So I mentioned that surprise, but tell me about like what other surprises you see. Like you're like, wait a minute, how could you guys be this far along? And yet you're missing X. Well, I think Priscilla, the interesting part, and you've experienced it, and everybody who's listening has experienced this because COVID was such a pitiful moment for so many businesses where the way we connected with consumers and the way we spoke to them just completely changed, whether you were a brick and mortar, whether you were already a dot-com or e-com business or anything in between, it changed dramatically where so many companies found themselves in a position where they weren't prepared to talk to their consumers digitally. In fact, I'm with a customer this week who they're a $50 million business. They've been highly successful in their industry, but they never really put a strategy together to reach their consumers with a digital mindset. And so we're coming in and helping them do that, create that digital strategy all the way from social, which was kind of the building blocks, but into an influencer program, really assessing their digital platforms, their website properties, and really making sure that it's a, a cohesive plan that all makes sense and talks the same language. Because again, so many of these brands just weren't prepared for that. We were all thrown into it. We didn't have a chance to build up or kind of go into that in a slow pace. It was thrown on us and we didn't have a choice. So that's where we're helping a lot of our clients right now. And, and it's been a lot of fun to see these companies that have been so successful and just bring that piece that's missing and help them build that. Yeah. And I hear this all the time. People are hiring us and then they're like, okay, so we have all these salespeople, but they don't have any marketing support and they are really kind of on the attack. Maybe that's a strong word, but really putting a lot of pressure on their salespeople (laughs) saying numbers are down, numbers are down. And the sales team are looking at them saying, we don't have any marketing structure. Let's take a short break. And now a word from our sponsor. When it comes to survey research, the true motivations of survey takers is often concealed by the deep dark waters of online anonymity. An alarming volume of participants have been exposed to be fraudulent, inattentive, or bots. You've seen the recent groundbreaking cloud research webinar exposing the high volume of fraudsters in the survey industry. I hosted them on both of my podcasts because this work is important to secure the trust in the market research industry. Now they're back with another presentation. Coming October 12th, Cloud Research will plunge the depths to quantify the presence of fraudsters and share new ways to stop them in their new presentation, a deeper dive inside the click farm, what lies behind your data part two. Don't miss this in-depth look at their latest findings, as well as free access to the fraud detection tool, which can be used to quantify fraud in your own surveys. Visit surveyfraud.com to register now. Well, yeah, you bring up a good point because so many businesses don't see the value. It's really hard to budget for that marketing piece. There's a one marketing support person in the office that support a, a sales team of 25 and It's just, they're doing sample books or whatever it is, but they're not doing true marketing. And so I think that's where people like you and I can come in and really support those types of brands that maybe don't know where to start when it comes to building out that marketing strategy, or just really haven't had the time or 
dollars to invest in it. And we can really help kind of bring that foundation to them. I'm going to back it up a little bit. You said a phrase just a while back that said a cohesive plan. Mm. (laughs) And I find that people are doing a lot of marketing when they come to me. (laughs) They're just not doing marketing either, number one, with a cohesive plan. Or secondly, they're not doing the marketing actions in the right order. And you and I also talk about this a lot, that strategy absolutely has to come first. But they'll go ahead and say, well, we need marketing. So they'll hire a marketing person. Okay. I mean, We all know that's expensive, hiring anybody anymore, that's expensive. And so that young, let's say you don't pay top dollar. Let's say you get a younger person who can kind of be jack of all trades thing. The problem is they're very excited. And the good thing is they're very excited. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got both of those things because on day one, they show up to you and they say, I love marketing. What do you want me to do? Uh (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, and we're out. (laughs) Uh Without direction, a lot of times somebody at that level can't really create a cohesive plan, let alone implement it. And so it's about that big system thinking before you put those things into play. And I know you and I are very unpopular sometimes when we tell people, hey, you really can't start from here. You need to backtrack a little bit because you haven't paid the piper. So what do you see people basically having underinvested in. You mentioned that about marketing because it is very hard to budget, but what other underinvestments are you seeing out there? Well, I think there's two areas really. And I think one of them connects directly back to the marketing idea of this brand awareness piece. So brand awareness, as we all know, is not an overnight strategy, but it's an important one for a brand, especially as we start to reach like in consumers. So if you're talking about a B2B business, then That brand awareness may not be as strong because of different factors. But when it comes to a consumer brand awareness, it's an expensive proposition, but it's so important. And I think the second one that I've seen the most of is really the value of insights and really understanding the true value of them. I know in my experience, I've seen that be the first line to cut and people just the brand or the leadership teams just don't see that value. But from my experience, I believe that is invaluable. The insights and understanding why your consumer cares about you, who they're buying from, the competitive nature of of your business, really understanding your marketplace in a better way. All those pieces come from those that research and understanding who they are. So those are at least the two pieces I think are undervalued within the marketplace across industries. I think it's our job to help bring awareness to that. Let's kind of wrap up on this idea of digital transformation and what it means to really succeed. You mentioned, you kind of opened the door here by saying you're currently with a client and they have underinvested chronically in what it takes to really digitize their brand. And so we're kind of having to go back and do some cleanup. So let's talk about that because I know that some people get very excited about the technology and I'm a big believer in what I call the one ring to rule them all. I like to have a dashboard and a CRI. I'm really big on bringing systems as close in together as we possibly can, getting Mm -hmm. those activities, especially I talked a lot about account-based marketing too and how to align our marketing activities with the actual stated goals of the company and what KPIs are we going to measure to make sure we are hitting this. So you and I talk a lot about that, but in terms of digital transformation a little bit more broadly, what do you think companies need to be thinking of, or what's the mindset they need to do before they start just hacking away at stuff? Well, I think you touched on it and the idea of this strategy and understanding what your real goals are. 
And you kind of mentioned even these people who bring in marketer who doesn't really have a strategy or plan and ask what to do. And so I think you really have to kind of take a 30,000 level view of what are your goals? What are your KPIs that you want to measure? And really put a, a plan together that's thoughtful, that has a timeline behind it, understanding where that sales funnel goes, understanding how you're going to measure your sales lift. But also understanding that it's not all about the in sale and connecting those strategies. Of course, that's a part of it, but that brand awareness piece has to be a part of it as well to sustain that momentum. We can all do some type of digital activation and make a really big bump or lift within our sales channel for a quick one, but it's not sustainable unless we want to continue to spend those types of dollars going back to those types of activations. So I think. To me, it's a bit of a mix of really understanding the plan, really understanding what those goals are and how to make it sustainable. Sustainability in anything is the key, especially as consultants. Like, I don't want you to fail once I'm gone. I want to build a plan that is sustainable for your business. And if that means it's a plan where I'm around for a year or a five-year plan, or is that building a team for you, but it has to be sustainable or else what we do is for nothing. So. I totally agree. And for me, I think about the strategists I have employed over the years. And I look back and think, gosh, if it hadn't have been for them, I wouldn't be on this track. I feel that right. way so strongly. I mean, Brett Baker, Kristen Lug, Jamin Brazil. I mean, these people mm. I have paid and they have been worth every penny. And right. I do see that thread many years later of lasting effects because they put mm. me on the right path. And gosh, I mean, there's several more of them I've paid over time, but I believe in that consulting because I think we yeah. can't do it to ourselves. And that's a little bit about your life and my life where we suffer the same experience where we are often the unpopular person who tells someone their baby's ugly. Right. Either we're telling them their baby is ugly or we're telling them it's going to take more time to accomplish yeah. what they're wanting to accomplish. And you bring up that brand awareness piece. And I'm telling you, that's such a touchy subject in marketing because <clears throat> people don't want to pay for brand awareness. And yeah. I understand it. I want to move people quickly and there needs to be another rail going mm -hmm. alongside that, a very purposeful marketing that is leading to lead generation. Yeah. And that's one of our areas of expertise in B2B. But the brand awareness piece, often people feel is it's neglected because it's just, while it feels sexy and it, it is fun work to do, a lot sure. of times they don't understand what it takes to build the gravitas around the brand so that people care about the lead generation that you're doing. People have to care about your brand. They have to care. They have to understand your mission. They have to understand what you care about as a brand. I lead brands. I love brands. And I love to be able to bring that story to life and help not just the brand to understand who they are, but the consumer. Because loyalty is a hard thing. You can't buy it. So it has to be authentic. It's a brand. You have to tell your authentic story for the consumer to understand it and to believe it. I like to put that in a belief statement, like my website right now opens up with, we believe that every company deserves a clear and effective marketing plan. And that's yeah. just such a statement of belief, because even if you're a small business or you're one of these $50 million businesses that has things left undone, you still need to be able to walk in the office for the day or put your jam jams on and go to your table, <laughs> in the makeshift table, whatever you want to do. You still need to be able to say, okay, where am I headed today? And to yeah. feel like you're moving the ball forward a small piece, at least some kind of incremental step toward mm. this plan. But I think that a lot of times people think, oh, these effective marketing plans, those are for big companies. No, right. that's how companies got big. 
by being very clear about what they're doing. So I feel like that's very strong, no matter what the budget is, is having that clarity, that transparency. And I don't think it's okay to have someone on your team in marketing or sales, and you're unclear what they do. Right. That's a problem. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So you're out there working. Tell me what your ideal client is right now, because you have done an awful lot, but is there something in particular about all the different things from influencer work to marketing activation, to structure, to sales team building, to succession planning? Like, is there something in there you just love doing or get more of a kick out of than something else? Well, like I mentioned before, I love brands. So I love to help a brand, especially a small brand or mid-sized brand that had some success, but is really trying to understand how to reach their end consumer and helping them build that strategy around it. So I love the social work. I love the influencer work. Influencer work, it's a lot like the digital social space where it's changing consistently. And so it's actually becoming a kind of, it's a crowded marketplace now. And it's really hard to tell your story in an authentic way. So in fact, I love working with influencers to help them kind of fall in love with a brand and feel that connection. We've had a lot of success around that. And and that story comes off so much more authentic when the influencer themselves or content creator really is in love with the brand and not just because they're getting a check from them. So I think the perfect brand or company to work with for me is that small to mid-sized brand who really wants to go to that next level connecting with their consumers, building that social strategy and that digital strategy in a way that they really haven't done before or given the attention that it needs. I love it. And this is what I do on my podcast all the time. I pull the curtain back and I'm like, and here's the wizard, guys. This is who's (laughs) doing it. And it's just a person. And it's about a person who deeply cares about the brand. It deeply cares about the progress that we're making. And it deeply cares about, I think, that final destination. So if you're a brand, now you see behind the curtain that I have friends. (laughs) And I can't do everything either. All of us have people we call on for certain expertise because business is incredibly complex now. So I am going to put in the show notes. You can check out Tony's work at damatomanagement.com. That's D-A-M-A-T-O management.com. And of course, you can find Tony on LinkedIn and in the show notes, I will place all of those links and just give him a shout out and just say, hey, love the episode. Love the shooting the shit with Priscilla. So <laughs> Tony, it's so good to see you again. And I can't wait till the next time we get a confer on a project. We have a new one coming up here pretty soon. So it's going to be super exciting, but it is fun, the business that we're in, to be honest. And I love that you and I are such a match on the excitement we feel when we come to a brand and to a project and really what it feels like to really get something done and advance a company. Yeah. Well, it was great to be with you, Priscilla. and, And of course, I'm looking forward to seeing you and thank you for having me. From all the peeps here at Little Bird Marketing, have a great day and happy marketing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.